Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. This podcast is the place to learn about healing, transformation, potential, and radiant living. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Thank you so much for listening and learning about true healing, intuition, and enlightening from the inside out. This episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel Affiliate Source Code Meditation, an online education and meditation practice for awakening your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. Go to the show notes for the link to sign up for a free enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton, and you can get his book, Source Code Meditation, on Amazon. And I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to www.drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's Nine Happiness and Healing Essentials, which talks about my favorite healing tools. The link is in the show notes. And also, please go on Facebook and like my Rev Life with Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone on Facebook. And I put all kinds of good content and updates through that page as well. Today's episode is called Be Gentle with Patricia Lewinsky. Patricia's life has been a hugely transformational journey. She was a deeply sensitive and intuitive young person and just living life seemed to hurt more than it should. She went through much of her life on automatic pilot, doing the things she'd been programmed to do and trying to live what Patricia thought was a normal life. It seemed she was managing things okay until her mid-40s when a medical and spiritual crisis eventually ended up as complete surgical removal of her thyroid. Patricia had many episodes of throat illnesses throughout her life, many of them including loss of her voice for days. At the time, she knew next to nothing about the interconnectedness of the body, mind, emotions, and spirit. Almost immediately following the surgery, she experienced an opening. It was like opening a gate that had been closed from the block in her throat or fifth chakra. At the same time, a depression settled in that felt like she was dying inside. This pushed her into a very broad exploration of healing and spirituality. Patricia began to experience many synchronicities and met multiple people who assisted with this new exploration. She went to college for a degree in fitness and also found yoga. She had never even tried it before and suddenly knew it was something she needed. Upon graduating with her degree and hooked after her first yoga class, she enrolled in a 200-hour yoga teacher training program. When Patricia finally began to teach, she had to find her voice, which was initially terrifying as she had to speak in front of classes over and over again. She is still working on this aspect of herself. Over the last decade, Patricia has studied shamanism, astrology, meditation, mind-body, relationship, healing, essential oils, and numerous other things. She also earned a degree from Venus Rising University, was ordained as a minister, and certified as a shamanic astrologer and breathwork facilitator. She continues her yoga studies and teaches yoga classes at Green Lotus in Lakeville, Minnesota, where one of her passions is teaching gentle yoga. Welcome to the show, Patricia. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for having me on. 
Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. And I was just so excited as I was reading your bio about the things we get to talk about today, because so much of our journeys has, you know, have been kind of similar. They have. There's a lot of overlap there. Yeah. And I wanted you to come on the show and talk about this concept of be gentle, because for me, um, my approach to my body was always very hardcore, like having taught group fitness classes in the traditional model for 18 years. Um, I, I, it wasn't until I had children where I started to question, like, how, where am I putting my time and how am I using my energy? Mm-hmm. And uh, coming across and finding you and your classes has just been so wonderful. And it's really taught me to be, to slow down and be present in my body. And that my body needs that balance of like really gentle stillness, opening, being present with my body. And then the, it can, the other movement is great too, but maybe I don't need that as much as I thought I once did. <laughs> right. And, and it's interesting because we still have that, you know, no pain, no gain mentality oh, yeah. uh, in when, when it comes to exercise or fitness or stretching or, or whatever our approach is to our body. So it doesn't seem like uh, it's been um, programmed um, well, maybe not that we want it necessarily programmed, but uh, the, our thinking has been such a hard approach to to working out. And I used to work out like that when I was younger. Um, I used to go hard and uh, go strong, and uh, I loved it at the time. You know, a lot of weight training and uh, high impact aerobics, which of course we don't do anymore because they they're injurious to the body, as I found out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I, I knew I needed to change and, um, you know, I think, I think that happens to us. It just, it just comes up for us. I, I knew I needed to try yoga. I always thought it looked so horribly boring. <laughs> <laughs> I agreed I, with you. <laughs> and, and I even tell my students sometimes, you know, if someone looked in, the, if they peeked in the door or in the window right now, they would probably think we're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And yet we know different. We know that we're doing a lot here. Just in our, in our approach, in our, our mindfulness, in our developing that presence. Yeah. Yeah. Getting to know ourselves at a different, a whole different level of being, really. Yeah, it, it was very transformative in me and how I um, feel and approach and use my body to be able to be so present and then to also just tune into my own internal guidance of what what I needed or even what kind of movement would be best at any given moment and things yeah. like that. Yeah, I think, I think that's so true. Um, and we're, we're so used to looking for someone to tell us how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ideally, I like to guide students into finding that for themselves. Uh, that's really where, where the power is and, and the magic is when we just trust that organic uh, connection that we, we have if, if we want to develop it. Um, sometimes it's underdeveloped. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it does take a little effort. Um, to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And awareness and slowing down and then um, like not being too hard on ourselves. Yeah. I think we, we are pretty hard on ourselves. And again, I think we've been taught um, 
to to be more gentle with other people perhaps than than with ourselves. And one of my first yoga teachers, um, sometimes she would say to us in class, you know, act as if your body, like as if you're caring for a, someone you love very much and that this is their body and and you want to be very gentle with them, you know, because you just, you have such great love for them. And, and then throughout the class, she would kind of transfer that to ourselves. You know, can we take that, that love that we have for someone else? Like we would maybe be very gentle with our mother or, or someone else, uh, a child. Um, and then can we, can we do that with our, our own bodies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, is, harder than we think it is yeah <laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess what the word that's coming to me is the honor or honoring because um, we can do that so easily you know with our children or our babies or our grandparents or you know but to be able to just take that feeling because I've done this kind of practice for myself and then apply it to me like tuning also into that like who I was as a little girl or that inner child within me and applying that, um, that love that I can feel for like just that innocence and beauty and miraculous of my children and apply that to myself. (laughs) Yes. 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 That's, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful way to put it. Um, and you know, with yoga, we're, we're, of course the idea is, union uniting the self and it's difficult to do that without that sense of self-love which you know we we need to probably do a few things to to get to that point you know i think becoming that observer or witness um, to ourselves so creating some space between our behaviors and um watching our behaviors you know so there's some space there so that we're not in reaction mode or survival mode or um uh, hurt inner child mode or whatever it is so that we can see those things come up and only when we have that awareness of oh wow that's how i that's how i'm treating my body you know i'm i'm treating it i'm being a little brutal yeah Uh, um but until we can see that we there's no, nothing we can do to change it because we're, we're unaware. So it's that awareness, kind of examining our life. Why, why am I living the way I am? And I had, of course, kind of a, uh, and a, uh, a big, uh, change, you know, with, with the surgery and so forth that, that kind of really pushed me towards that. Um, and that happens a lot. You know, I've, I've heard so many stories from different people who had maybe a medical crisis or, something that really just had to, an injury, you know, something like that, that where they were almost forced mm. to be gentle with themselves. Oh, um, right. Yeah. 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 And even when I started yoga, I, I loved the gentle yoga, but they, I also was uh, really in love with uh, vinyasa yoga, which is a beautiful form of yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hurt myself because I didn't know my body well enough. Mm. And yeah. And through those injuries, I learned an awful lot about my body and practicing yoga and maybe what was right for me at one time just wasn't serving me anymore. And, and so I, I don't do vinyasa anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and and not that it's not a good practice because it is it just wasn't what my body needed yeah and I think that's such a beautiful point is that while while we are having this conversation we're also not saying don't ever go do an intense group fitness class or yeah we all know like we loved it you know I uh-huh. loved doing that but just pumping things up and it feels good mm-hmm. um and you know to get that sweat on and and yeah. detoxifying so right and I think at the time when I was feeling called to back off on the intensity was I was home with my children at the time and I didn't realize how much energy I was expending during the day just you're not really sitting and you're just kind of like moving all day long and then I would go and teach a class in the evening and I would just be I was exhausted through all of that but Mm -hmm. um yeah and so I think our our what our body needs and what we need to express or have move through us can change at different times and um, and, and to just be aware, aware to that. And then also like, I don't feel like I would ever say, Oh, like everyone, you should go run marathons, you know, or go, or everyone needs to go to this specific yoga class. It's, it's really, um, I don't know. I feel like now at this point I can just guide people into just trusting and following what their own body needs. Right. Yes, and, and finding that balance, too, because, like you said, our needs do change over time, and uh, being able to discern that, oh, my, my needs have changed, um, and can I actually make that that change? Uh, because we get attached to things, you know? Uh, like people get attached to a certain practice or a certain teacher, and then it's difficult to, to make that change. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know I loved um, the loud music. I mean, I would have the music cranked when I was teaching. I'd have it in the car that I was using the music almost to <laughs> as a um, like as an energy or something. But um, I got to a point where I just couldn't even do the loud music anymore. And then I, I went to a group fitness class and with the loud like in the microphone, um, it was too much for me where in the past that wouldn't have bothered me, but then I was like, ah, I can't, it was just too intense and too loud and everything. But yeah, now, I mean, I just treasure going for a walk with no music. And that just shocks me because that's completely uncharacteristic of who I was in the past. (laughs) Yeah. And I get that. Um, I, and I actually use music in that way sometimes. So Mm -hmm. if I want to be high energy, Sometimes I will apply, you know, some higher energy music and it, it seems to, to help, you know, there's a relationship between us and sound too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for my classes, I like to use sound, you know, something quiet, uh, maybe some healing type um, sound with maybe crystal bowls or singing bowls or um, you know, things like that or nature sounds that are soothing to people, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe we're not actively listening to them, but they're there um, as a support, uh, just to support people in, in quieting their minds and quieting their bodies and, you know, becoming more still and present. And mm-hmm. So I, th- I think using, you can use music like that too. Yeah. I loved your 
I've just loved your gentle yoga class and I've been to your yin class also. Um, And sometimes I go to other places where it's kind of like, this is gentle. And I'm like, oh, this is not my kind of gentle, how I define gentle. But (laughs) but speak a little bit around like um, kind of that yin concept. Yeah. So yin is... um you know, we're, as a society, we're, 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 we tend to be yin deficient. Um, so yin is a really challenging practice for a lot of people, but it's a really beautiful practice that I was introduced to. Um, and it made a huge difference in my life. So the yin practice, uh, is, uh, doing very few poses, but holding the poses for several minutes at a time. And because the idea or concept is to stress not the muscles, but to stress the deeper tissues in the body, you know, the connective tissue, the bones, um, we relax the muscles as much as possible. Uh, and it's such an interesting, I think it's fascinating, but I'm kind of a body geek. <laughs> but, but I think it's fascinating to observe how the the sensations in our body will migrate. So, for example, coming into a yin pose, you get yourself in into into the pose and then start to relax, and you'll feel the sensations usually first in the muscle bellies. You know, the muscles will, will feel the stretch there, and as we continue to relax, those sensations will migrate closer to the joint area, closer to those um, ligaments and tendons and so forth. So. Uh, it really, and, and the other thing with yin is that it, it works on like the meridian theory. So it, uh, it is opening, uh, you know, stagnant, um, areas of the body and, and getting our energy to flow better. And what I noticed, like within the first couple of weeks that I started my yin practice was I would go to bed at night and before I would fall asleep, I would just, lay there and feel the sensations in my body moving around. And I could feel things that I had never felt before. And it was just so fascinating to me. And oh, that's um, cool. it is cool. And, and I just fell in love with the practice. Uh, it is such a different practice though than we're used to because, you know, it is about being quiet and still and being receptive and mm-hmm. relaxing, really relaxing. And you can notice your body and it takes practice to relax because we'll go through layers and layers of letting go to really relax. And we'll start to notice where our bodies hold tension. And those are, you know, neuromuscular patterns that our bodies have adopted or adapted to. And, and we'll start to see those and feel those like, Oh, I really hold a lot of tension there. Um, now I get to, I have several minutes to see if I can relax and like all that. And it's interesting too, because, you know, you might be in a yin pose and you'll, you'll find those areas, you'll relax and then um, maybe move your attention to a different, you know, part of your body and it'll creep back in. So, because they're so, you know, patterned in the body. So it, it is really uh, an interesting and uh, beneficial practice, but very challenging. I had an older man in one of my classes one night, and after class, he came up to me and he said, "That is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life." Oh wow! Yes, yeah. Just, just to basically do nothing, right, other than 
be in this pose and be with myself and mm -hmm. attempt to relax and, you know, let go of, of, of all these layers of tension. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, some people um, shy away from it because, uh, because it, you know, again, it, it doesn't feed that, um, that notion that we've had for so long that we have to do something um, to gain something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or just, I think so much of the approach to the body is like, how many calories am I burning and all yeah. of that. And this yeah. is a different way of <laughs> approaching the body that I think is not often spoken about in our society. At least when I was, yeah. when, I was when I was growing up for the first probably 30 years of my life, that wasn't even in my awareness. Right. Yes. I think that's true for many of us. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, you know, speak about rest and relaxation and, yeah. you know, why, why is it important? How, how does it benefit us? And um, speak around that. Uh, yeah, this is something I've been thinking a lot about lately uh, and have been including in my, my classes about rest and relaxation because they are, are not necessarily the same thing. Um, and sometimes the, one of the examples that I use is, you know, we can be working out in the yard or in the garden or um, whatever and, and come in because we want to rest for a while. So I might sit down in a chair and then depending on what else I'm doing, I'm still resting, but I might not necessarily be relaxing. So if I'm you know, animated in a conversation with somebody, I'm resting, but I'm not probably really relaxing. Um, or if I'm watching TV or uh, even reading a book, you know, it's, uh, all those things are stimulating. Mm. So I'm, I'm not really relaxing. Um, and relaxing is a, is a practice. It takes practice for people to learn how to relax. Um, and, you know, people can usually identify with this, too, uh, you, you know, you go to bed at night, your body you, is tired, maybe exhausted. You should be able to sleep, right? But your mind is going like crazy on something. Maybe something got stirred up that day or, or you've got something, you know, coming up that you're worried about or anxious about and you have a hard time sleeping because your mind is, is not relaxed. You know, the mm -hmm. mind is, is so busy or or you go to sleep in the night and you wake up and your mind starts going right away and you can't go back to sleep so you know with any mind body uh, modality of course we have to bring in you know the, what's happening mentally what's happening emotionally and how is that affecting our capacity to to really relax and so at the end of our yoga class when we come into corpse pose that's that's really what we're doing is we are letting go of all the movement, um, just allowing ourselves that time to rest and then hopefully relax as, as we begin to, to just spend that time, um, consciously relaxing. Mm -hmm. So it's an important part of the class. Um, and one that most yoga students really treasure. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I think what was really important for me is when I was learning more about just how much how much of our health and well-being is related to stress. Like stress causes like 90% of 
um, most visits to the doctor. Like most of our body's issues are in some way related to stress and like how our body is reacting to life as stressful and mm -hmm. the cortisol that's increasing in our bodies when we're in a stress response. But it's just like as a society, we're so stuck in that every day. And really what we're speaking of this with Be Gentle is a way to, to turn that calm that part of us that's just constantly reacting and living life in that stress response. Uh, yes. And, and those are tools that, uh, you know, I, I'd love to see us teaching those tools to, to young children. And I, I think that is happening uh, in some areas and some even, you know, schools and so forth. People are using those techniques and tools. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it is definitely something we, we need to learn. And, you know, we, we go out of balance easily, too. So even though I teach this and I love it and uh, I know it so well, I, I also come out of balance. And I, I find myself, you know, being mindless and, you know, not really thinking about what I'm doing at the moment and, um, you know, running into the to something and getting a big bruise on my leg because I was in such a hurry. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that slowing down is, it's not, it's not nurtured in our society. Slowing down. If anything, it's like just live, live life at breakneck speed. Yeah. Yeah. We are encouraged to just kind of push past it, force ourselves through whatever is going on instead of, you know, for me, it was really important when I was kind of like, why am I feeling this way? My mind is just racing. I need, you know, what's going on inside of me instead of what's out there, do, you know, doing this to me. It was like, I need to figure out what's this inside of me, this response, this emotion, this mental chatter. And um, it was quite liberating to start looking at that within me. And then I feel like, how how things show up for us, then we just don't have to re react to life in that same way or at the way that I did in the past, you know, it's just stressful and overwhelming. And it is liberating. And it's, it's very freeing to begin to really see ourselves like with that witness consciousness and, and examining ourselves, you know, the examined mind. Um, it's, a, it's an integral part of, of yoga and yoga practice. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and other practices as well. Um, you know, I learned about that in shamanism too, you know, that we just, in shamanism, we called it tracking the energy. So we learned how to be trackers. So, mm. so if something triggers me, you know, can I track it to, to the source inside myself and find what, you know, what's out of balance there or what's, what's hurt or what's wounded there. And, um, so that I can, you know, do a little alchemy and maybe some self-healing and, and move beyond that uh, reactiveness. And, and so it does take a lot of awareness and consciousness. And that's, you know, one of the things I really gained from, from starting to practice yoga and then, um, you know, doing my teacher training and then starting to teach it was to really uh, just stay aware of how is this affecting me um, and keep more focused on, on me instead of, uh, it's so easy to go into the stories and the dramas and, and all that stuff, right? And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I love a good story, so <laughs> <laughs> most yeah. of us do. Um, but just to keep focused on myself and, and how, you know, 
how am I living life? And is this how I want to live life? And mm-hmm. um, I just, I like you, I knew I, I needed to do something differently or I was not going to, it wasn't going to end well for me. So Yeah. And I think it's important to know we can perceive life differently. Like we don't have to be perceiving life as a struggle or filled with drama or whatever, that there is a peaceful way to approach life and, and to perceive it. And some of that has to do with how we're wired in our brain and we can unwind the, the way we've programmed ourselves over the years. Yes. We to can be able to do that. Yeah. We can deprogram ourselves, which is a, it's a really powerful thing to, to know about ourselves, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have to just um, be a victim of our own you know, self or, or that programming, but we, we have that power to, to change our perception. Perception yeah. is huge. It's just huge. It's, yeah. And, and if we're open to it, our perception can be changing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm practicing seeing the other side of things, you know, it can, it can, especially in relationships, you know, if there's any kind of conflict, if we're able to kind of see like, well, where might they be coming from? You know, or just knowing that they're really just responding to life the way they've perceived it over time and all of that. Um, sometimes you can't always just communicate through that, but um it takes right. some of the power, that energy power in, in our own emotions and mind around it. It can just calm that to just kind of know that we're all responding to life and creating it from our programming, but we can change it and perceive it anew. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. One of the things I liked in your bio when you shared about that you had had a closed throat chakra or a closed energy center in that fifth chakra area, um, because I was the same way, and it sounds like you were really nervous when you first started teaching classes. Um, You know, I my throat chakra was closed. When I first started my healing journey in my early 30s, I had gone to an energy healer and they had checked it with a pendulum and it was this pendulum should kind of move with the energy and it was just still. And I was like, okay, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but I mean, I, you know, I was extremely shy as a child in high school. I started teaching group fitness and things, but I always, I did always hold back. You know, I didn't always like speak my mind or share my truth or um, create boundaries around what I would do or not do and things like that. But um, so I just, you know, I think it's important to know, I think, you know, for me, getting out and doing this podcast really pushed me out of my comfort zone with using my voice and speaking up and (laughs) putting like a public conversation out into the world. (laughs) I can relate to that, to all of what you just said. So, yeah. Um, and I think both of us know, too, that it is stepping out of that comfort zone that that really boosts our self-growth, too. Yeah. Our self-growth. So sometimes I do. I, I, I say yes when I maybe don't want to say yes. Like that, there's that part of me that, you know, that that is still terrified at times, Um that wants to say no, but, mm-hmm. but I know better. And, and so I trust that. And that, that, that's part of that inner knowing too, is you know, just to knowing when, when to say yes and, and when to say no and, um, and yeah. going with that, you know, really, really trusting that. 
So right. That's, that's been huge for me. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, I think people may not think, oh, you know, while well, she teaches yoga, she must just be super comfortable up there and um, always been this way. And I think for a lot of, you know, for me and you, it hasn't always been that way. And so I would just encourage any listeners, if they're <laughs> listening and afraid of using their voice or speaking up or being seen, you know, just take those next steps in that direction or find, you know, find a place to start practicing that, like. Toastmasters or whatever that kind of calling is inside that, that yeah, you want to be stepping into to just give it a shot. Right. Sometimes even um, just finding maybe a small circle of, of people to to communicate with and to be a little vulnerable with, uh, sometimes that's even enough of a, of a speaking experience. You know, I know it was for me mm-hmm. uh, with some of the workshops I did, you know, and everybody you want to contribute and communicate so and that even that was hard for me you know it was hard for me to talk about myself it was hard for me to open up and be vulnerable and and Mm -hmm. all of those things so you know baby steps are are good and and I you know honestly I still sometimes get a little bit of nervousness before I go in before I walk in to teach that class I still feel uh, some nerves and Mm -hmm. and I, it, it, it just is what it is and it, it goes with the territory and I tell people this often and I think I told you this maybe before that you know if someone 15 years ago would have said I'm doing that I would be doing what I'm doing right now I would have <laughs> laughed at them and said no way you're you're crazy I would never do that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh gosh that's so true yeah, yeah. I know I remember when I started teaching group fitness in high school, people were shocked. They were like, yeah. because I was, yeah. they thought of me as like sh- so shy and everything. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I turn up the music and I count and I, <laughs> I'm not up there just facing them talking, but um, yeah. it, you know, that helped me over the years to just be comfortable in the oh, I'm sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I can yeah. imagine. If it anyone did. had said I'd be doing a podcast, which is like a radio <laughs> show, I'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. not have believed that one bit. Yeah. That's great, though. I, I yeah. I, yeah, I can completely relate to yeah. all of that. And, you know, I guess that now as I'm thinking here, I mentioned um, Chakra and Energy Center. Um, for any listeners maybe who haven't heard of that concept, can you describe that a little bit about our energy, our like bioenergy field and what it what happens if things are congested or yeah. flowing? So, you know, and, and some people, I guess it feels like a little esoteric for them, but I just think of everything in terms of energy now. So, um, you know, our, our physical body, of course, is a dense um frequency you know it's a dense physical matter but um there's there are uh, parts of ourselves that are uh, a lot less dense you know and and that's what like the aura is too it's just uh faster moving energy than than the physical body so um you know we, we talk a lot about the seven main chakras but um you know and i haven't studied it extensively but there are many more than that um but those are like kind of the main energy centers and and they just kind of um modulate uh like energy coming in and energy going out so with the fifth chakra uh of course you know it's, it's about using our voice and communicating 
um, so that, you know, in more ways than using our voice, but communicating for sure. So communicating with the world and then allowing the world to communicate with us, um, you know, setting boundaries for ourselves, that ability to say no, uh, because nothing builds resentment faster than uh, when we say yes, when we want to say no. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um, and to being able to, like you said before, speak our truth and be authentic with our words and um, really just express who, who we are internally out into the external world and, um, and trust that. And that's also not, not an easy thing, you know, mm-hmm. when, when we, when we change, of course, uh, we, we may begin to behave differently or, um, you know, we perceive differently. And sometimes the people that have been used to us the way we were don't like that very well. So, mm-hmm. um, so there's that too, but, um, you know, that fifth chakra is, you know, it's basically about you know, communicating and, um, you know, there are more things uh, to it than that, but, uh, communication for me was a big one. I, I really held back. I was like you when I was little, I was, I was very shy and very quiet and, um, very easily overstimulated. And mm-hmm. uh, I just didn't know how to manage that. Uh, I didn't even know what it was. You know, I, I just uh, had a hard time, uh, especially with, you know, with all the stimulation in mm-hmm. our world. Uh, and even going to school was a stressful experience for me because it was so much, so many people and so much happening. And, and here I was just this little empathic, uh, you know, child who, who didn't know any better, but I, I would go home and from school and just, I would have to decompress and, and now I know that about myself. So when I am in situations where there's a lot of stimulation, I just know that I need to afterwards, I need to have some quiet and I need to just be still and just let, let that energy go. Um, so that, you know, so that it doesn't hurt me. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's, you know, that's all really energy, right? It's just all, um, being exposed to all the energy out in the world and, and knowing how to take care of our bodies and our energy field. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And so the way I speak about, um, with the energy field, my book is called radiantly free. And so when I'm talk about radiance, I'm kind of about like opening and clearing all of our energy so we can be just fully expressed as the, light and love that we are and I feel like that's possible for us I I do too yes um and there are you know usually those layers of things that we kind of have to peel back yeah (laughs) like an onion onion. yeah 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 that saying is that's a good one (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah there there are usually things that we need to take off before we can I guess, take off or transform before we can express that authentic self, that authentic radiant self. Yeah, I love that. So any last thoughts or anything you want to share with listeners? Um, About being gentle or anything we've talked about today? Well, I think that, you know, we, we just need to pay attention, you know, pay attention to you know, do we feel depleted? Do we, you know, do we feel uh, energized? And sometimes just a good 
gentle class or a yin class or something like that, uh, a restorative class, uh, actually helps us feel more vibrant and radiant. Um, and so if we're, if we're exhausted and feeling depleted, uh, that's a pretty good sign that, that, you know, something's a little off. Mm-hmm. I know it is with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I live my life from like fatigue and stress and overwhelm. And so, um, yeah, becoming aware of that for myself and that I could heal that, you know, from an energy standpoint and then my mind and all of that contributes to that. It wasn't just, you know, yeah. my body not being able to handle my workout load or whatever, but yeah. 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 yeah it wasn't your body's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think a lot of people, um, you know, if we're used to living like that, we don't even know we're living like that because mm-hmm. we're just, that's just what we're doing. Right. Yeah. And so no one's, you know, I mean, I, there are models out there, but general, I'll generalize here and say that we're not raised with this kind of um, knowledge and wisdom and tuning into ourselves. Like this isn't just the everyday language of... <laughs> of the world you know it's not it's and the 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 language has been like we we some of those words came up in our conversation today force domination Mm -hmm. um things like that and uh that's how we've been taught to live so uh, because you have to compete and have enough for yourself and you know you know all those things right we haven't been taught those other more nurturing nourishing qualities of you know, taking care of ourselves so mm-hmm. I think it is important I think it is changing um, and I'm excited to see those changes yeah me yeah. too yeah I mean now because this is the the world I'm in <laughs> that's uh-huh. mostly what I'm surrounded with and so I love that but there yeah. is just you know a lot out there that's still um the where the languaging is not about nurture and honor and trust mm-hmm. and feel and flow. <laughs> and I think sometimes people just need to hear it too that you know it's okay to it's okay to take that time and not do anything. It's okay to take that time and go to a gentle class. You know, mm-hmm. take a, it's okay to take a break from your your core class or or your weight class and and because sometimes people haven't given themselves that permission and um, because of our society, right? Because of that, those messages. So mm-hmm. sometimes just hearing that from someone else, like, no, that's okay. Yeah. We can make that okay for each other. Right. So if any of our listeners would like to connect with you to learn more about your work or how you might be able to support them in their own gentleness and healing, how would you like for them to do that? Uh, so I do have a website, and it is called Wild Heart Yoga and Astrology. Um, it's www.trish-dash or actually hyphen lowinski.com. Um, but if you just Google Wild Heart Yoga and Astrology, it should come up, and and that just gets a little in, more information about about me and what I do, and some, you know you can contact me if. If you want to, if you have questions or feedback or uh, whatever. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And that uh, link will be in the show notes also. Okay. Well, as okay. always, Patricia, it was wonderful to connect with you. Thank you. And you as well. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. 
Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's such an important message. So I appreciate you sharing it today. Thank you. I, it's it's a message message that I love to share <laughs> cool. because because I need it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I, and I have to remind myself of that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a mom, I'm I'm grateful now to have this or know this so that I can um, approach my children this way versus the always busy. You know, what else can we do? Kind of right. living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's that's the world. You know, there's there's all there's no shortage of things to do, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey listeners, my new book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You, is now on Amazon. Chapter by chapter, this book will help you to free the mind, free the body, free the soul, free you, free others, our intuition, our children. And I talk about freeing our godly potential. My hope is that it speaks to your soul and helps you heal and become free from the inside out. And I have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. I love it. It's free to download. It has a meditation timer for stillness and silence. And you can subscribe for more features, including my daily recreators, power words for retraining your mind, and you get special push notifications from me with quotes and other messages for your healing journey. For info on that, go to rachelapp.com. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. This is the EWN Podcast Network.